It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome back to the podcast. It's Tuesday, the day that the podcast usually comes out, but we had to wait a little bit so that we could record a recap of last week's hunt for caribou. We have uh, wife Abby. We have Ryan John here. Hello. Hello. Coming to you from the uh, airport parking lot in Ketchikan once again. In the studio car. Studio car. Yep. Once again. So, um, I'm a little fatigued still. From the, uh, like, I feel pretty good, but I don't know. It just seems like there was a lot of uh, walking around, a lot of hiking, a lot of just not sleeping super, super well. And I think it started with that first day that the snow was bad and we didn't really get to do much. So uh, I guess let's start there. We get to our hunting spot and uh, first day that we can hunt, we can't hunt because of snow. What was going through your mind day one? Um, hurry up and wait. (laughs) Uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of snow that first night. It started raining at, what, 7 o'clock? Then we just hunkered down after a little bit of glassing, and I think we found some water. Wait, did we find water right there? Yeah, we found. Yeah. Okay. We walked down to the creek. That's right, that's right. And then it started raining when we were heading back up. Mm -hmm. And then we crawled into our tents, and then we just waited. And then we didn't come out (laughs) really until, I mean, we came out Uh, a couple times, you know, just to... Just a hope for a glimpse, but uh, yeah, there was fog, there was snow, there was rain, and yeah, just a short amount of time. I mean, it could have been a couple of days, but it was just a day. So yeah, as bad as the weather is in Southeast, I've only really done segments, like a morning session of in the tent waiting for the fog to clear. Mm-hmm. Cause you kind of time the weather, and so you know by okay noon or so it should start to clear up, and maybe you can glass a little bit before that. So I've gone a couple hours in the morning, a couple hours in the evening, but I've never gone like twenty four hours. Yeah. It was actually more than that because it was the night of, it was Sunday night all the way through Monday. And we'd just like get out for maybe a couple seconds and it would either still be snowing or if it stopped snowing, we'd see for maybe 100, 200 yards. But it wasn't worth it to get outside, get cold, get wet, and then go back inside where everything is dry. Yeah. And then get all that stuff wet. And then we have the whole rest of the hunt where you're just kind of behind the eight ball with wetness. Yeah, that definitely would make any sense. Um <laughs> That was my second time, I believe. I was on Edlin, and uh, it just storm came in, and yeah, we we just hung out for a day, and yeah, it was just it's one of those things. You just you just waited out, and uh, can be very uh, boring. Naps, and food, get up and walk around for a little bit, but yeah, not hanging out there too too much. So it's amazing how those days take a lot out of you because you'd think that because you're totally inactive that you would have so much juice the next day, but it's like that. You don't get any adrenaline. You go don't get any ampedness. You're just there, and you have to shut it down. Otherwise, you're not going to sleep. You can't relax, and so it really takes kind of a mental toll to just be there and try to persevere through snacking, eating, watching movies. Yeah, just yeah. get through it. Yeah, felt kind of like a slug that day. It's like okay, yeah, this is this is boring, but hopefully it's just this one day. And and we had our in 
in reaches so we could check the weather and we knew that mm. it was going to break the the next day so yeah it's just eh, you just wait it out so yeah. i'm just glad it was one day and not you know two or three days that yeah. Been, yeah. Oof, that would have cut into the trip big time so it's that next morning i remember unzipping the tent and just seeing sun and it was super cold still and yeah. it had kind of frozen a little bit of a crust on all the snow and we probably i don't know between four to six inches of, uh, of snow so there was definitely some accumulation but uh it was so nice and refreshing to see the blue sky and it was so nice again by because we made it up there about three miles um and then made camp like everything was dry mm-hmm. so we were starting from scratch we were starting dry we were starting ready to go which was awesome and packed up camp and went to that first little glassing spot as we were wrapping around going up this drainage and we didn't see a whole lot we saw a few kind of scattered so now that we're hunting, now that we're officially day one, let's make something happen. How did that feel from that first glassing stop when we weren't really seeing much? I mean, we saw those bulls, but we just didn't eat, we just didn't see those the wow bulls. Mm-hmm. We saw what looked like small bulls, and then looks like maybe some cows down in there mingle mingling. They uh, were down low when we first saw them, and then uh, yeah, spirits were high just because the sun was out. Well, yeah. Just because so nice. we could actually see, so yeah. I mean, I was feeling feeling pretty good that that morning, and we had just started and slowly working our way back in there. Not, uh, yeah, just glass in and trying to stay warm, and then yeah, I felt pretty good about it. Yeah, it was nice as we wrapped around the front side of that mountain. We got into more sun, mm-hmm. which was nice. We were kind of in the shadows at first. It was pretty stinking cold, so when we first stopped, like you're there and you're glassing there's a little bit of wind and you're kind of getting chilly mm-hmm. so it was nice to to move a little bit and we'd kind of had that plan of letting the glass do the walking for us but then like you don't want to stay there all day if nothing's going to happen and we yeah. knew that these were kind of like mountain type caribou or getting up a little bit out of the valley so um kind of went around on the inside of that and um when we saw that group that was on top of that mountain what uh what were you feeling then uh, excited. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, uh, there was, there was one pretty good looking bowl in there and, um, you know, he had just some pretty good tops and couldn't see his bottoms at that point, but just based off his tops, I was like, okay, yeah, that's definitely a bowl that I would really like to shoot. And that's when kind of came up with a little game plan and then we just worked our way back in there. But, uh, I was feeling really optimistic at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't expect to see them on the very tip, tippy top of the mountain. I mean, if there was four to six inches of snow down where we were at, then I, I mean, eight to ten where they were at, I mean, there was quite a bit. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was it was nice to see, it was nice to see that big one. Um, but I'm glad how it worked out, I guess. So. Yeah, it was. Uh, whenever I see something up above, I get a little bit nervous because it's always a, a hard stock when they have the high ground and you don't, mm-hmm. and so you're not really sure where you're gonna poke out so if you're looking straight across at this like we were we'd had we had to drop down like 500 feet and then we had to go up 1200 to get to where they were at so in that time you think you kind of aim for this rock and if we get to that rock we should be able to look across and we might even be able to have a shot but maybe you know there's texture in between or maybe they feed toward it maybe they feed over and once you drop down out of sight it can be hard to pick them up again and one of the things that we kind of experienced with with caribou four is that they can move quite a bit you know, down here with the black-tailed deer, sometimes, like, you know, you're you're in pretty good shape if you make this move. You duck behind something, you go behind the ridge, and that thing's still going to be bedded, or, you know, they're still going to be there. But with these caribou moving, it was, I was worried they would have 
moved out of the country, but and they had moved, just not as far as we thought. Yeah, at first. Yeah, they didn't move near as far as I thought they were going to. Um, they 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 definitely moved a little bit, but nothing nothing like some of those other other caribou. I mean, some of those other ones we saw, they would just start running for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> what was behind them more more caribou and then they would just turn around and spar a little bit and then go back to feeding and then they would just run again and then just mm-hmm. start walking it's like what is going on through your brain yeah. right now they're just doing what caribou do i guess so. it made a lot of sense when the caribou were running up on the slope because it was mosquitoes yeah you thought okay it's going to slowly drive them crazy you've got bot flies or whatever and so all of a sudden they start to move their heads and they start to get irritated and then they just run to get away from the mosquitoes but i mean it was snowy that none of that stuff was going on so it was kind of interesting and then also interesting granted it was mid-september but i still expected all if not most of the caribou to be hard horned but there were still quite a few that were still in velvet mm-hmm. yeah i think weren't those cows that were still in velvet yeah i think it was mostly the cows i don't yeah. know yeah that's pretty interesting maybe a small bull or two that uh were in the process of shedding but uh yeah most of the cows were we're in velvet. What were you thinking, Abby, as we were kind of following them around and decided to go down, set up camp, and then go up after those? Well, I I guess at the time, I mean, I thought we were taking our sweet time getting over there. <laughs> and now with you guys being like, oh, they didn't move as much as we thought, I was like, oh, we thought they were going to be further away? <laughs> I, I don't know. I wasn't sure what uh, – we did take our sweet time. We didn't because we didn't want to rush it. It was that that back and forth. We didn't want to just charge yeah. up the mountain, so we wanted to exercise calm, and that was one of the big like things. I knew you you talked about Ryan is I don't want to get so excited about something that I end up shooting something small. I want to be able to discern. I want to take some time to to look through things. This is a good area with with some good bulls. I don't want to be just frantically shooting the first bull I see. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, having a sense of urgency because they are up there, but knowing they're going to move, so. As we, we dropped to 500 feet, we crossed this creek that was had a whole bunch of willows, and then we get up high enough, we scoot snow out, we set up the tent. So it is taking quite a bit of time. Um, so I knew they were moving, and part of me thought that they would have moved further, but really when we like gained all that elevation and dropped down, like they weren't really all that far away. Yeah, and at, at, at the time when we were setting up our tents and stuff like that and kicking snow out of the way, um, we had looked up the mountain and we saw it a different group which we didn't know we thought that maybe this was the other group but those guys were running they were um, moving yeah, yeah they were moving pretty good but there was a lot more of them it seemed and uh so we weren't sure it was like well did they go that way should we still climb up there so we so then at that point we just made the decision okay let's just keep going up there let's see what happens and yeah and then after camp was set up then we just kind of slowly charged charged our way up there so it's funny, those pictures in the little video clips, because we're heading up this mountain, there's snow all around, but you're in a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> we had the had the sun beating down on us, and so you had the reflection, so it was pretty nice and warm, and there wasn't a whole lot of wind. But once we got to the top, and you're in that, like you said, 8 to 10 inches of snow, except for where it's whipping across the ridge, and so it's only a couple inches. But yeah, as soon as we stopped, it got cold almost instantly. It did. It got very cold. But we saw those, uh, got to the like a false summit, looked across, saw the ones that we saw from camp and then decided to go all the way to the top top. And then that's when we looked down and we saw them. Um, did you think it was 
on over Dundee. What, what were you thinking there? I thought I was going to get a shot off there for a little bit. I got pretty excited. We set up the scope and tripod, and we ranged them, and they were they were 400 and some odd yards, 440 yards, which um, that's that's a pretty long shot, especially when there's that many caribou around. And I was like, uh, I didn't want to take that shot on the first shot. I don't mind taking a follow-up shot at that shot because um, I feel like I'm a fairly pretty I feel like I'm a pretty good shooter, so, um, but I just didn't want to start off taking a 450 yard shot or whatever mm. right off the bat. So, um, we, we watched them and then, uh, you guys said, go ahead and try to make your move. And yeah, it was set up just for a bad situation <laughs> for us. So, um, so yeah, the wind was swirling up there and we were, the sun was behind us and we were on the ridge and I tried sneaking over to pretend to be a rock and they started getting twitchy and, uh, yeah, it just didn't pan out. Mm -hmm. So, I'm really glad two things. First was that it was clear that that bull was worth shooting. Mm -hmm. And not that, you know, trophy hunt or whatever, but again, it's day one of when we can hunt, so we have some time. Um, why not make it a, a big-bodied, big-racked? Like, absolutely. So it was nice that that was definitive, one worth going after. It wasn't marginal. And that the distance was also a definitive no. I think if it's 4 or 5, 4 or 10, 4 or 15, then it's easier to kind of validate, well, it's not that much more, you know, I'll just tie that into the ballistics and then, oh, it should be. But because it was definitive, yes, shooter, but no shot, it was nice. So you didn't have to worry about, well, it's right on the edge of the range. Should I take this? I don't want to, but I will. Or should we wait for a different caribou? It's, it's kind of marginal. It was nice that those were definitive um, decisions that were kind of made for us. And then, um, it set up a failed stock, but, um, that did concern me. I liked the bull. I liked that the distance was clear. You weren't just sending them. You were disciplined in that. But then it made me think if these bulls are all going to be pretty high on these peaks, that might be the expectation that everything is going to be 400, 450. What if we never really get in range? Because, these open areas, you can't really stock. If they're down or down the ridge or on the other side, how are we supposed to drop down without being seen, without going down the other side, wrap all the way around, and maybe they've fed? So I was a little bit concerned going forward that we wouldn't really have an opportunity that was going to be nice and within range. Yeah, I didn't know what to expect after after that. I just, I mean, I didn't know whether to be upset because he because they took off into a different country or, or, or just to be happy that, that we got to see him. And we were, I mean, we were pretty close, but, uh, yeah, definitely. Then I was just kind of talking, talking to myself on the way up. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, no, I can't be upset about that. That that was, that was pretty cool. There yeah. was a cool bowl. Uh, there was a couple caribou. I mean, this is the first day type of thing. So yeah, spirits didn't get down for me after that, but, uh, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, I was a little tired getting back up that hill because oh, we because we didn't eat lunch because we were in a hurry to get back up there. So uh, yeah, I was a little fatigued at that point. Yeah, um, just because I don't know how many feet, maybe 400 feet is what I crawled down. Yeah, well, mm -hmm. kind of slid down uh, the backside of that mountain. And um, at the time, I thought so they had th they they weren't running at this point. So and I was just trying to pretend to be a rock. You know, I was trying to just pretend like I wasn't a predator or whatever, whatever that may be. I was just holding still. And then they had dropped over this little lip out of sight. So then I figured, okay, they can't see me. I can't see them. They weren't running when they went out of sight. So I figured I'd just crawl down there. 
to the lip and maybe I'd get a two, 300 yard shot off, off one of these bulls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, I got down there and they were little specks that were just running as fast as they yeah. could just up the drainage. And I was like, well, there goes that opportunity. Yeah. Let's uh, move on to the next. Yeah. We were watching through the spotting scope and we kind of, we saw where you were going off to the right and then. I thought, okay, was he going to try to work down to that rock? But how is he going to do that? He's totally exposed. And against the white snow, you're just going to look like something. Yeah. Um, and then the wind was kind of at all of our backs. So I thought, well, how much tolerance do they have? Are they are they curious whatsoever? And after a little bit, you could kind of see that they were looking around a little bit. Most of the bulls were feeding. But then at some point, I don't know if the wind picked up and really caught their noses or if they saw the movement or what, but the the cow and 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 calves kind of congealed a little bit and they started walking and then it seemed like the bulls were kind of standing there as a let them get out of the way and then we'll we're, we're covering your exit and so they were standing there and then they just kind of slowly went over the edge like you said and then i saw you just running down the snow i was like that looks kind of fun but also i don't think we're going to catch them and then once they disappeared they came back up and i don't think you could see them and we thought oh man they're 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 pretty gone and so like put the binos up on you and then you looked up at me and i'm just waving it off like dude they're gone they're way way gone and uh yeah i saw them at a dead sprint oh yeah mile away at that point it was it was crazy yeah yeah when uh so after that i put my binos up and i can see you guys waving and then i can see you guys put your binos up and at the time i actually held my right hand down and with my thumb down like oh yeah yeah, no they're gone because i wasn't sure if you guys what what you guys had saw so i was like okay time to do the walk of shame back up so yeah, it was good it's yeah humbling it when you talk about it out loud you know the wind was at our back we were on the ridge fully exposed um sun was at our back totally silhouetted you know that's 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 rookie hour totally. yeah there's there have been a couple times where and this happened with us when we were up on that uh alpine bear hunt where the wind was pr- or the 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 sun was perfectly at our backs and that wolf came all the way in because the sun was, it wasn't like a silhouette. It was so bright that it couldn't figure out what we were. So that wolf came into about 15, 20 yards. And I've thought about that a lot. If the sun is just perfect, then like if I look at the sun, I can't tell what shapes or what's going on. Obviously animals can have better eyesight, but from 450 yards, if they're looking up at the mountain and they're looking right directly into the sun, like that might end up working to your advantage. I think if it's off to the side a little bit, then you're silhouetted pretty, uh, pretty good, or it can be, be wrong. You stand out, but, um, yeah, I think when we crested and saw them, it seemed like, okay, get a good rest, get the shot. But those extra 50, 40 yards just kind of made the decision, but we'd already committed to coming over. They could all already kind of see, and then it was, it was kind of messed up, but, um, yeah, I think we, May have been able to do it better, but I don't know. Just whatever happened, happened. So then we loop around, get uh, have a little bit of a snack before dinner, go back to the tents, and I don't know. Were we, like, ready to call it, or what was the – we were going to glass a little bit, I guess, and then you, you saw one. Uh, Yeah, we – well, on the way down, probably about 10 minutes before – well, on the way down to the tent, we uh, um, we got uh, we got to the tents, but, but we were talking on the way down how – kind of tired and fatigued we were and you know camp is set up so it's you know like oh we can just crawl into the fart sack right now and then we can just go to bed but <laughs> but then we got down there and we're laying all of our laying all of our stuff out there and then we uh took off 
I'm pretty sure my boots were off, or <laughs> at least the gaiters were off. Yeah. And um, then just look up and saw. I looked up with my naked eye and I just saw this little dot up up in the mountain. I'm like, okay, well, put the binos up. I'm like, ooh, that's a bowl. That's that's a pretty big bowl just from the binos there. And then, then I tell you guys, I'm like, oh, it looks like there's a pretty decent bowl up there. So put the spotter on it. And I guess I took a little video of that. So that was kind of cool. And then, um, yeah, from that point, once when I saw him in the spotter, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a shooter. And uh, he had turned at one point, and it looks like, um, you know, if, if like I had stuck my arms up and, and turned, it, it just looked like someone's arms were up. As That's how wide and tall he was to me. So it's like, okay, yeah, that one's pretty good. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by big wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I first heard that Mint Mobile offers premium wireless starting at just 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them and using their service, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they're the first company to sell wireless service online only. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. For anyone who hates their phone bill, Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for just 15 bucks a month. I was hesitant about having to get a new phone and a new phone number, but with Mint, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone and your same phone number along with all of your existing contacts. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or for a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. All plans come with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Switch to Mint Mobile and get premium wireless service starting at just 15 bucks a month. To get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and to get the plan shipped to your door for free, go to mintmobile.com/waypoint. That is mintmobile.com/waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com/waypoint. Yeah, pretty tired and We'd planned on going up. This is like a little spur off the main drainage, and we'd actually kind of scouted this spot before. We thought this might be a really good spot where kind of a nook drainage off the main one where they could be safe and tucked back up in there. Maybe the snow had moved them there. Maybe predators had pushed them up or just a great out-of-sight spot where it's not super exposed. And so that was kind of our – we were kind of planning for the next day. Hey, we're mm-hmm. just going to do that. Let's let stuff calm down. Let's let things get back to normal, get the get the scent off the top and get the new stuff, fresh stuff moving around because people talk about caribou just constantly moving. And so if if we'd, we'd put some scent up there, we'd spook some, whatever, you know, the next day there should be new coming in, replenishing. So, um, yeah, I was kind of prepared for the next day. I wanted to glass some more, but I just – I wanted some some chicken pasta and some – Warm food. food and yeah. some, yeah, some some eats. But yeah, when we started after that one, I felt like kind of had heavy legs a little bit. But yeah, um, and then I was the entire time I was thinking, okay, we it's he's halfway up the mountain, so it was another like eight hundred thousand feet foot climb, mm-hmm. and he kind of disappeared into this depression on the face. So I thought, okay, we're we gonna go up and try to side hill it, or we're we gonna stay low. Like, what's gonna be our our call? But there was this nice kind of game trail right along the the river so as we're following that i'm looking up the entire time so i'm like stumbling and slipping around on the willows and the and the snow trying to keep up with you but um what was going through your head as we were making that stock 
um yeah just stay low and stay out of sight so we were we hopped on that little trail after we crossed the creek once again and then i just figured you know if we stay low and just keep glassing up i figured he would just stay up there feeding so um so my idea was that that we would just work work our way down um until we can get him in sight and then i would just use the the the, the brush and the terrain to my advantage and then i would just work up through that and mm -hmm. then get within range and pulled the trigger um that wasn't the case so it actually worked out in our favor and i think on the way over uh abby uh she had said that well he's probably with another bowl and i said oh okay well and then uh something to that effect anyway and then they started working down and we didn't know that until we had busted out of the patch of willows um and then they didn't see us but that for whatever reason again they they were trotting not not mm -hmm. not running like the other ones but they were trotting so like, oh man we need to move pretty quick so then we moved through again another little field and then through another patch of willows and then i'm sneaking over because i can see this little bench and i'm thinking okay they're just on this side of the creek and they're they're just right up ahead of us and uh, still on the same side of the creek as us and um on my way over you guys are behind me and i hear i think jeff you uh were giving me the pss, 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 there's a bowl there's a bowl <laughs> there 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 yeah. so i was just uh oh, so then I stopped, got low, and I came back to you, and I was like, okay, what's going on here? And then that's when I could see that they were just down in the creek there. Mm -hmm. And I had ranged them right there, and I can't remember what it was, but um, I remember I ranged them. It was less than, it was somewhere right around 100 yards. And that's when I think they had caught movement from maybe me, and uh, that's, that's when they, you know, kind of spooked, went up the creek a little bit, and then at some point they crossed, and by that time, I'd got into a sh uh, shooting position, I think on the rock right there. Or, no, I think I was in the snow. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I just ranged. Again, I think it was right around 150. I can't really remember. It was a bit of a bit of a blur. But, um, yeah, so then I just, uh, once once the bowl that I wanted was, cl oh, and before this, so before this, Abby had said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> she this yeah. told me this totally made me second guess myself and i'm like okay <laughs> am i getting tunnel vision here because abby abby says uh she said just make sure he's big enough and I was like, yeah. wait wait is that not a good bowl and i was just then all these things came in my head i'm like I, what's going on i didn't on here? realize that you got i don't know where i was but you got the i didn't know you got the spotter out and then looked at him and like i just saw him from far away and then i saw them run across us and you were like ready to fire shots and i was like I hope this is a good yeah. one. Yeah. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy that, because I kept looking up and then I, I thought they were gone. I thought they'd maybe fed up the saddle up into an, uh, up and over to the other drainage. But then when they came trotting down right in front of us, I thought, man, they cut all the distance for us. They came down yeah. all that entire way, came in front and we saw. And then after that, that's when we dropped the packs and Abby stayed with the packs. And I kind of went forward slowly with you and then saw them. And then I stayed to kind of film because I, I wanted to keep the movement down. And they crossed, and then you were perfect, so I just held the camera on them, and I was waiting for a shot. Yeah, I didn't even realize you were recording. It was just like <laughs> went into kill mode after I realized, oh, yeah, no, uh, that's a bull I want to kill. And uh, I was like, well, he's wider than his body. He's He's got nice big tops. And, and then I just felt like, I was like, okay, that's, that's the one. And so, yeah, they get spooked across the creek, but then, of course, they did the uh, the uh, the next move, which was, to stop and look back and i was like oh yeah perfect nope that's broadside. done Unbelievable. yeah broadside and i was i was set up just practicing some patience there and um yeah pulled the first trigger or 
pulled pulled the trigger and uh, felt pretty good on the shot. And then uh, he had run up a couple more yards, and then I uh, ranged him again at 200, 203 yards. And then by that time, he had done the little weeble wobble. So I, a um, little bit of a dance. He's he's getting a little tired. So um, that other bull cleared again, and that's that's when I pulled the trigger again. I was like just a little in insurance round. I mean, he was already dead, but just figured little quicker just do do another one and uh yeah he he reacted a little bit to the first one but i didn't see like a huge reaction i didn't see much and so i thought maybe you missed i thought there's no way that he can miss and then oh, there's a way then i <laughs> buck fever is away yeah. <laughs> then uh then i saw the wobble and i thought oh it's over it yeah. is it is over and then you and i were separated by you know 20 25 yards we're at the same elevation but separated a little bit so your angle was different than mine and that other one was close, but didn't seem like it. He was ever in the way, mm -hmm. which I thought, man, just stay out of the way, stay out of the way. So that was perfect. There was no mistaking which one, um, which was good. Because um, the other one was was it was a nice bull, but just a lot more narrow. So definitively uh, more narrow and smaller than the other one. And he never really got in the way. Mm -hmm. So that second shot, and then it was over. And uh, man, I looked over, and you were just kind of on your knees, just. It was like relief and excitement. Put your hands above your head, and I was like, "Oh yeah, man, this is great." Oh yeah, it was so cool, so cool. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. So from my point of view, from, from while the shots were were going on, that that little bull was dancing around, and uh, I don't know why, but I always second guess myself. And that when that bull was dancing around, I was like, "Just don't get in the way. Just just <laughs> don't accidentally shoot two bulls." I mean, that would just be. The worst yeah. thing that could possibly happen. I mean, other than somebody getting hurt. But I was just like, uh, yeah, just worst case scenario pops into my head, like right, right between the shots. I'm like, okay, no, that bull is out of the way. Don't shoot unless you're 100% confident. And yeah, it, it, it went great. He uh, maybe ran 20 yards after after that first shot, and then did the dance, and then I put another one in him, and then a couple 20, 30 seconds after that, he was he was laying on the ground. So. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. So go over there, gut it, and then uh, left it for the evening. Or took the fronts off. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, left it for the evening, kind of kept it in the willows, so it was kind of out of sight, but also in a spot where if there was a grizzly bear, we'd be able to see the grizzly, so we didn't hide it in an area that was, you know, we weren't going through grizzlies in order to, or going through willows to see it. Um, so left it for the evening, came back in the morning, and it was nice and cold, and I uh, went to work in the sun, but it was still cold. My feet were just... Oh, man, that wind was terrible. <laughs> the wind was horrible. The, the wind would come in, and then it would stop for a little bit, and then it would get too hot, and then I'd, then I'd pull off a, a layer, and then the wind would come back and yeah. have to stop and put in, put the layer back on, but yeah. The nice thing about a fresh kill is that you get the warm meat, so it warms up your hands, mm -hmm. but it's so much easier to cut when it's colder. Oh, yeah. So that was, yeah, uh, I don't know, would it take us an hour and a half, two hours? Three th three people, we made short short work of that bull. Yeah. We, did a, we did a dang fine job. It was I just think. a lot of yeah. bull. It was so crazy. Much, yeah. So much. Would, around 190 pounds of meat off that thing. I mean, that's yeah. that's the biggest animal I've ever killed so far. I mean, that was, yeah. the, that was a lot of meat. The hindquarters, there's just so much of it. And the ribs were, were crazy. Never done a moose, never. You said this was similar to the size of your elk, right? It was bigger. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's what they say in this area that they're they're bigger, um, and obviously like a big animal. We saw that with our small uh, caribou last year that 
they had the frame like they could really really carry some weight yeah and this one had the frame and was carrying a lot of weight um and then we decided that outside of your really really heavy pack and there's always people who talk about 110 pound packs or 260 pound packs oh, yeah. <laughs> everything on their back to go uh so we made the call we we're going to shuttle it so one heavy pack was going to be heavy the other pack was going to be camp um there wasn't even any sort of discussion about trying to get it all out in once, which was kind of nice because we had time to get it out. I think we all knew at that point that that yeah. wasn't going to happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, there, there, there was no way. So not going to happen. Not with camp and and, and that big of an animal on our back. Yeah, I mean, we would have been moving so slow, yeah. Yeah. so miserable. So actually, before we got up to the animal to take care of it. We crossed the river. We t- broke camp, crossed the river. So that way, creek crossings were pretty much over, except for the one with the meat. But we got camp on the same side, uh, or got camp on the side of, of that we were going to take when we were heading out. Uh, went up there, took care of it. Uh, and then you took a bag, two bags, two, two bags. bags of meat, plus the antlers, back to back to camp. And that was... That was heavy. <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, well, so we had five bags of meat, and uh, we had three of those Kuyu large bone-out bags, which were plum full. Uh, one of them was maybe halfway full, and then we had the Argali bag, bone, yeah, one of the Argali bags, and then another Kuyu bag, and both of those were pretty full. So Abby grabbed one, you grabbed two, and Abby was going to grab another one, but I was like, <laughs> and... <laughs> Like, are you sure you can do two? Well, yeah. I, I think remember I you being do like, two. "Do you want it?" And I was like, "Well, I don't want <laughs> it." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had asked you, and uh, there was some hesitation. I was like, "Okay, it's just for roughly a mile. I can suck this up." And that's that. That's when I threw them both on my back, and then then I threw the uh, antlers on there, which you had mentioned. So that's probably the one thing you didn't Google was how to how to put the antlers on your pack. And I said, "Yeah, that's the one thing I didn't check because that was a pain in the butt." Yeah, I hadn't scrutinized. I'd kind of seen, but I'd never really thought, okay, well, how exactly is this working? You know, I've seen uh, people do it with uh, with elk and whatnot, um, but didn't, like, you know. How do you practice Scrutinize. Yeah. 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 So um, we got it We got it figured out um, after that first mile. But we get uh, get down that mile, get back to camp, and had some food and, and started the uh, started the shuttling. Mm-hmm. And it was... Uh, it was nice because it was mostly downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, we found a pretty good sweet spot between the willows down low and then being too steep where it's side hilling. But you just kind of put your head down and deal with it. And that yeah. was the Navi- nice thing. Yeah, navigate through the moose trails that that were there. And then uh, it worked out pretty good. A couple times we had lost a trail, which, I mean, game trails, they just kind of yeah. zig in and out. But, but for the most part, I mean... We we were moving pretty good. So yeah. with that first uh, pack out was three miles with the meat or four miles. I think it was three, and then the second day was four and a half. So okay. it was yeah, three miles with the meat, and then went back to uh, to pick up the camp. Yep. And then got to uh, the meat, camped there that night, and then the next morning as we were leaving, taking uh, the meat down, we saw grizzly bear tracks and. Wolf tracks. Wolf yeah. tracks. I thought, oh man, this is yeah. We're kind of down in it now. This is this is something else. Make a lot of noise. Um, and you took your rifle on the way down, mm-hmm. but uh, get down to uh, to where we need to be, drop off the meat, head back up. And this is where this is the steep part of it where we gained 
thousand, twelve hundred, something like that. I feel well, like maybe it more was than that because we three thousand was about the break of timber, but we were at like thirty three hundred or something like that. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely some some hiking, uh, but there was a game trail which was nice. Yeah, anytime you can find a game trail, that makes it nice. So um, scooted back up there and yeah, you guys were hauling. Going uphill. I just didn't want to no get way. ran over by uh, Abby. I was like, <laughs> I, I got to keep moving. <laughs> no, I was I was like that too. It was it was crazy. Like I just got into a mode and I couldn't really deviate much from that mode. If I tried to go much faster, it was like, yes, the body's like, this is our mode. We can sustain this for a very long time, but don't ask us to go much faster. So I was like, hey, I'm not even worried about it. If you guys go a little bit faster, that's totally fine. I don't feel like you're ditching me. But you guys were ahead of me by a little bit. I'm like, again, I'm I'm totally fine. I'm not breathing yeah. super heavy. I'm just this is the pace that we need to keep, or I need to keep. So the trick was we would we'd be going real fast, and then we would stop to take breaks and eat blueberries while we waited. <laughs> yeah. So the blueberries were awesome. Just yeah. big handfuls yeah. of leaves and blueberries and stems, and just ate it all. So yeah, got a lot of good fiber and yeah, yeah, that yeah, was pretty was fun. good. But uh, yeah, then get up, uh, got camp, and um, brought it back down, and it was. It was great. Such a such a great relief. Oh yeah. Get it all taken care of, get it down and um yeah, ate ate some food that night. Yeah, last two miles it just started pouring rain yeah. on us and it was just like, Okay, well, we just last two miles we just gotta keep moving. Uh it really didn't start raining probably until that last mile, but it was definitely sprinkling. Yeah. Yeah. So but uh got back to camp, soaked and then yeah, set up our well we waited a little bit to set up our tents and got the meat all hung and nice and cold and yeah, that was uh felt good to be back at camp. Yeah. Yeah, have a little fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh gosh, that was so great. So good. Yeah. We didn't cook any of the caribou. No. No. Fire pit smelled funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh I would definitely do that again. Oh yeah. Like after the the Hall Road hunt, I thought maybe it's beautiful up there. It's pretty cool, but it's so much different when you can get to a spot where you're like, you know, hunters are around, but you're not necessarily seeing all of them. Yes. And we'd heard planes, um, but it's such a different experience when you can be out there and you are alone mm-hmm. and you feel isolated. Um, there's some spots around here in Ketchikan where you feel pretty isolated, but then there's just this constant buzz of float planes that are headed towards, you know, wherever. And so it's kind of the reminder that you're fairly close to yeah. town. But when you can get further away, you just definitely have that experience of, I don't want to say loneliness, but just that Solitude. you're out there. Yeah, you're by yourself. It's comfortable. Pretty sweet. You start Special. thinking about, yeah. So I think about Frank Glasser doing that by himself for so long. But, um, yeah, it was it was, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, fun. It was uh, bittersweet when uh, we were packing up camp and heading out of there for the last load. And yeah, it's always trip trips like these. And I said it while we were out there. It's like trips like these always go by way too fast for yeah. how much planning and s- stuff like that goes into it. But it's just so special. It's like, yeah, it's hard to explain. Good yeah, friends and mm-hmm. animals, adventure and adversity. You know, snow and screwing up the stocks. And yeah. yeah, it's just it's just fun. There was really a lull outside of the first day when it was snowing we couldn't do anything after that it was very quick paced we went to the first spot and glassed nothing was going on so we wrapped around the mountain and then it was like on caribou Mm -hmm. get up there wrap back around go back to camp 
caribou. Get up there, shoot it, and the next, and then after that, it's it's take care of it, process, yeah. and so, it, so they really didn't have like a three or four hour glassing session where you're just hanging out and having trail mix and Drinking everything was coffee. just the pace was very very swift. Um, but there were a couple times where you just kind of sit and just kind of drink it in. And that was, I was really enjoying just looking around and saw that moose and just trying to get as much as absorbed as possible Mm -hmm. while, while we were doing those, the hikes and the shuttles. And, um, yeah, when, when we were planning and we had seven days out there, I was like, Oh, that's plenty of time. I was like, Oh, it might even be a little too long. (laughs) And then once we were out there, it went by so fast. And I was like, man, seven days is just not enough. Yeah. I think one of the big keys was too that we didn't do anything stupid that made us get soaked on like the first day. So being able to set up camp mm-hmm. when it wasn't raining was huge because that way Monday weren't wet. Yeah. Fine. Comfortable, warm, good to go. And then we didn't push anything. We didn't go out and try to glass, get soaked, and then kind of ruin that. So yeah. by maintaining dry clothes, um, my feet got soaked. So did my socks because of sweat and when you're walking around in that snow that's melting, you just walk around in slush. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like expecting boots to stay dry when you're walking through a muskeg. That's a sponge. It's wet. Your feet are going to get wet. Uh, gators really helped. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, it was it was really nice to be able to, you know, keep that distance between us and misery mm-hmm. and just kind of enjoy that. Um, otherwise, you know, five days out there, if you're wet day one, your sleeping bag's wet, you're all your clothes are wet. That's oh, a whole yeah. different experience. Yeah, yeah, you're in trouble if your sleeping bag is wet. But yeah, I felt felt like that definitely kept the the morale up. You know, getting like you said, getting wet on the first day that'd be absolutely miserable. So it's different when you're getting like when your feet are wet with sweat uh, mm-hmm. when you're packing out meat because the 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 task at hand is. I mean, we went there, got the caribou, and now it's just time to work and just get, get it out. So it's yeah, it's just a little little different when you're actually working. So. Any piece of gear, any um, anything that you really were happy you had, or something that functioned well, or made you grateful? I'd say that my new gators are great. Cause I had nice. a pair that had uh, this elastic little thing on it, and they were horrible. Yeah. But um, these are like brand new Stone Glacier gators that they were great, and that kept uh, the bottom of the um, pant leg dry, and then kept the top of the shoes dry. That was or the boots dry. That was that was awesome. Um, I felt like my gear was pretty dialed in. Um, there's probably, uh, I did have some malfunctions. My, uh, zipper on my attack <laughs> pants that, uh, busted. So there was a breeze going, going through, through the front of the pants there. Um, after that, I think I was on like day two. Dang, zipper wouldn't, I was trying to get that back in order, but it just wouldn't go. So, um, but other, I mean, I think everything was pretty well dialed. I had, Probably need a new tent because that mm-hmm. one's showing its age. I ripped off part where that little uh, cross member goes goes across and kind of gives it some structure, but um, wasn't leaking or anything like that. Like there wasn't a gaping hole. It was mm-hmm. just a part where a part of the stake goes into the tent. But uh, I've had that tent for quite a while, but it, it didn't fail. It handled the snow. Um, it was two-man tent, so it was pretty comfortable yeah. for one person. Very, very comfortable. I had two vestibules in it, so, um, yeah. Um yeah, I think gear was great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think having that big water bladder that you brought yeah, was, was huge. 
Yeah, because coming from here, like, I never think about water, but, like, yeah. that first night we were camping, and we were like, oh, where's where's the water? Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, we found some not too far, but. But we thought we were going to have to go all the way down to the creek, which yeah. is, like, a five, yeah. 500-foot uh, drop, and then yeah. uh, who knows how far. I mean, it wasn't, like, miles, yeah. but, I mean, that's where we could see where the creek was running. I was like, well, that's water, and then luckily we found it a third of the way down, yeah. so that was pretty nice. But, yeah, that bladder bag is pretty nice because you guys had uh two nalgenes and i only had one nalgene but mm -hmm. uh just having it's a six liter bladder and it's lightweight i think it weighs yeah. like four ounces or six ounces or something like that but especially when we were stuck in the tents it's like okay we got enough water for drinking mm -hmm. food and yeah. um yeah just whatever so yeah and nice. even down at the bottom too like if the river is kind of silty and you don't necessarily want to oh yeah Mm -hmm. pull water from there you know we were able to get water further out and then still have some yeah i used tabs a lot too i think i only pumped once or twice you just treated the water and then waited and that was part of the pace of the hunt too was let's just let's chug the rest of the water at this water source fill it up treat it and then a half hour later we can yeah. we can drink it um yeah those those tabs were were good yeah, I was using those drops for the first time, the Aquamira, and those those worked pretty good. There was, I I couldn't taste anything, and I'm not sick, so that's a win in my book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to mix the little seven little drops in the in the cap there. You got to wait five minutes, so kind of twiddle your thumbs. But that gave you a chance to kind of relax and take a deep breath and look around and yeah. So and then mix it in the water, and then good to go mm -hmm. after fifteen thirty minutes. So. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh food had plenty of calories, had some leftover food too. There were a couple mm -hmm. times where things again going up going back to that pace sometimes, you know, didn't have lunch. It was kind of a snack here and there, but uh got to about dinner time and it was it's really, really time to put on the feed bag. Oh yeah. Hungry. So I yeah. was always always had a little bit of food which is nice, but then of course you don't wanna you don't wanna make up for that and then get into the next day's food because you think you're gonna be good to go because stuff happens and the last thing you wanna do obviously is run out of water, but mm -hmm. uh, you also don't wanna run out of food. Yeah. So I think the food packing was pretty good. It was nice to have some some extra. Could have cut a little bit, but I don't know, it's it's nice to be able to have that variety and we had some good variety. Yeah. So it's not the same thing. Yeah, and we came out a day early, um, which was good because the day we were scheduled to come out, it was it was due to get pretty nasty, which it wasn't yeah. all that pretty when we got flown out. But um, so had that worked on the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, had, had we had to stay a day late, then that yeah. extra food would have really come in handy. So, yeah, um, yeah it worked out pretty good. Yeah, the, sure uh, did. Sour Patch Kids were nice when we were packing out. <laughs> Gummy yeah. Bears were nice when Just we were packing out. sugar. Yep, getting sugar. Getting that uh, glucose. So, yeah. Yeah, it worked out good. I, I can't imagine it working out much better like you can't anticipate a hunt in that area or in interior alaska or even alaska in general you can't anticipate everything going just could be sunny perfect no blown stocks or anything mm -hmm. uh, especially this time of year like maybe in august mm -hmm. um you can maybe get away with a week-long hunt where everything is perfect and we've had some nice nice goat hunts and deer hunts around here but um, for that amount of time in that area it's just there's going to be some level of adversity so it was nice it was pretty easy to overcome oh yeah yeah yeah, the Celsius on the pack out was really nice. So that's a little energy boost. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. So definitely helped. Yeah. So yeah. I think we definitely did a good job at staying hy hydrated this time, um, which 
helps that it wasn't 70 degrees out and no no yeah. wind but uh yeah it was a great trip yeah bummed it's over but uh happy we did it and uh yeah it was awesome yeah this has been the thing to look forward to for so long now i'm like well now what do we do <laughs> yeah I mean, it's like oh we have these great opportunities for black-tailed deer and it's super funny to have caribou in the freezer and two mountain goat in the freezer but no black-tailed deer and that's like the big ticket item for down here in southeast yeah. but I mean, based on how things have gone, it's been it's been a pretty great uh, August and September so oh, far. It's been so good. Yeah, now it's time to go uh, put some silvers away and then uh, go goat hunting if the sun ever comes back out. Yeah, we see the mountaintops again. Yeah, I'm getting excited for duck hunting too. I don't know why. I don't know like how much, but I definitely want to get out there. We got the hot tent in the way or on the way in a couple of weeks, so it'll be fun to kind of do a nice duck hunt. And you guys are gonna love it. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah. Yeah, hot, so. hot tents are so awesome. Yeah. yeah. I'm also, oh, go ahead. No, it's, uh, I was just going to say, especially in the wintertime. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm excited to just get out and camp in that guy. Oh, I just have a fire, cast have, iron pan. Yeah, shouldn't have bought a house yet. Got the red cliff coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm also hoping to get out and get some ptarmigan or grouse or something. Mm. We saw a ton of those up there. Yeah. It kind of got me oh, yeah. excited. So many, yeah. And then they would fly 20 feet in front of you, right <laughs> where you're going. Yeah. And then they would hold still, do their little cackle, and then you'd keep walking. And then they'd fl- you'd scare them off, right, 20 feet in front of you again. And, yeah, it yeah. was pretty funny. Yeah. yeah, we didn't shoot one. I couldn't talk talk Jeff into shooting one. I'd, I I wasn't going to shoot one, but no. Yeah, yeah they were a ton. It was oh, cool. Yeah. Pretty birds. Cool. Yeah, they sure are. Yeah, sure are. But. Well, we'll uh, – We'll call it uh, on that. Great, uh, great hunt. Any uh, closing thoughts or? Uh, I appreciate you guys coming. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. Good friends. Um, Great. New, uh, new adventure and a new spot. It was awesome. Yeah. Happy to happy to go. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Any time. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. (laughs) Thanks again for listening. Make sure you check out uh, onstepalaska.com. Order my books. Like the podcast. Follow the podcast. And, uh, Talk to you next time.